It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am one of the certified financial planners. I'm also your host. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Well, the CARES Act gave people unprecedented access to their retirement accounts during the pandemic. But are there unintended consequences? We're hitting that and more in this episode. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, you have needs, we can't help everyone, but gosh, we'd love to help you if you We can like. too. <laughs> uh, if you have a question for the show or whatever, engage with us. You can do so in a few different ways. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit questions right there on the right and then check out a whole bunch of other things as well. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. YouTube, Facebook, wherever. Uh, just search the Wise Money Show. Subscribe or or follow us there. We appreciate that. All right. So, yeah, Josh, the, the during the pandemic, the CARES Act... How much stimulus are we up to now? It's like sixteen trillion. Like no, it's, it's just absurd, a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Okay, going back to the CARES Act though, the CARES Act was like the granddaddy of them all. Happened in in late March, and it opened up a whole bunch of access to money. And you'd probably argue at this point necessary. Okay, well, part of those programs gave you access to your. 401k, IRA, and some of your retirement accounts that you didn't necessarily have access. It lacks some of the rules a little bit. We'll explain here in a second. Now, we're into 2021, though. Was that access used? And if so, for what? And a new study came out actually from Kiplinger's uh, Personal Finance. They did a poll back in November, November 10th. Turns out it was accessed. One out of three Americans borrowed or withdrew money from their IRA or 401k. And of that, which is a big number, I wouldn't have expected it was that much, one out of three. but And it was two out of three of those folks used it for basic living expenses. Their words, not not mine. That's just heartbreaking to it hear. Is. I mean, you, you think about, you hear the statistics and there are real lives behind all those numbers who you know, maybe out of active des- desperation, they've got to keep food on the table. They need to be able to stay up on payments on things and uh, just kind of keep their life in order. And um, boy, for that many Americans to be tapping into it and using it, not for like great opportunities that presented themselves or some, you know, um, bi- big buying chance or something. No, it was just keeping basic needs covered. That That is heartbreaking. So we're going to get into that. And then if that's so if that's you, how do you catch back up? And if it's if it's still you, meaning you are still unemployed, need access, where can you get money from? That's where we're going today. But before we get into that, I mean, these programs were available in 2020. They're no longer available. But the two ones, I mean, this wasn't free money. This this was just it just changed slightly the rules. Now, the uh, so there are two of them, coronavirus related distribution 
and then a, a change to the 401k loan provision. So the coronavirus-related distribution, you could draw money out of your retirement plan, gave you access even while you're still working, whatever. That money's taxable. So it wasn't free money. This is your money to begin with, number one. And number two, you still had to pay tax on it. But it gave you two special features, or three. You could, you could um, spread the tax burden over three years. You could pay all the money back over three years and amend taxes and make it you know, uh, like it never happened. Um, and then it allowed you to avoid the 10% early withdrawal penalty if it would have otherwise you'd have been subject to it. So it certainly wasn't free. It just gave you some pretty cool access. And so that's the one, that's coronavirus-related distribution. And the second is 401k loans used to be up to 50% of your balance with a cap at 50 grand. Now it's it was up to 100% of your balance with a cap of 100,000 and your payments were delayed a little bit. Well, and, you say was because these rules have gone away now. I mean, they, this was for last year, 2020. Doesn't mean that you can still do it this year. We're really just kind of reflecting back on what was done last year and talking through consequences right now. Right. So, and then and then how do you, how, how does it apply to you? So, but first, guys, they, the the CARES Act gave this unprecedented access. Justified or not? Do you think people take it took advantage of it? Did they, was it necessary? What, what, what's your take on this? Well, you know, I, I maybe would disagree a little bit on the access that people have to retirement accounts because the reality is that anytime you leave an employer, sometimes you'll leave money behind, maybe you'll move it to an IRA. Folks have been accessing their retirement accounts all the time throughout history, just not at this scale and not with this much flexibility built in. And, and that's kind of the problem. It's part of the reason why uh, I believe the average American has $5,000 saved for retirement. Mm. And it's not because they haven't accumulated more money. It's just that over time, they often have to go to that as sort of the cookie jar to get them through some rough, rough patches or, um, you know, they just tap into the money too much. And this was just Congress saying, hey, we recognize that this, uh, these are unprecedented times. There are just widespread hardships happening throughout this country. Let's make it easier for people to tap into their own resources to kind of smooth out or bridge a gap in income for them. They at least taking away the 10% penalty was, was big. I, I think it was justified. We did an entire show about D during the pandemic, back in April, I think is when it aired. If you're in crisis right now and need money, where do you get it from? We did a whole show on that. I mean, it seems like the world, it, 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 it's, we're moving on now. That wasn't that long ago where it was desperate. Where can I get money from? I think it was necessary. But here's the other thing. Kevin shared a, a chart. We can't do this over the radio, okay? But, but Kevin shared a, ch a chart of how stubborn unemployment is right now. And I'm not like stubborn, like, oh, that's, you know, being a jerk. Guys, if you were to look at a chart of weekly new unemployment claims, going back to the Great Depression, we've never seen levels like this. I mean, we're still clocking in close to a million new people a week per week adding, uh, starting to collect unemployment benefits. We never got to a million a week. I know, but there is some good news in all that. 
with a new administration comes positive headlines related to that. <laughs> so it's like, hey, new unemployment claims weren't as bad as we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Uh, this is really a positive so, thing. So people are struggling, and the struggle <laughs> is real. Here's, the, here's more about this poll from Kiplinger's. Um, 32% of those people that withdrew, one, one out of three withdrew, and of that, one out of three withdrew $75,000 or more. 58% withdrew 50000 or more. And, uh, and then 42, or excuse me, 41% said they used uh, the, the, the money to pay for a loan um, or, or a medical expense, something like that. So I think it was real. I think this was genuine. So I don't you're think people using the word with, withdrew as opposed to borrowed. No, well, either not, one. Oh, okay. Either so, one. So the combined amount is averaging, you said, in 70 plus thousand 75, for about of the people. Yeah. And, and so uh, we can't tell how many, because the, a coronavirus-related distribution, yeah, they you've got three years to pay it back, but no one's paying those back unless they win the lottery. I mean, something would would change in your financial life for you to, to have to pay that back or want to pay it back. But the 401k loan, you've got to pay back. You, you, you're able to delay your payment, and then you've got to pay it back within five years, depending on how you took, the, to, took it out. I don't think people, by and large, took advantage of this program. I think it, I think it was necessary. But whether, you took, whether someone took advantage or not, now you've got less money available for your retirement. How do you catch up? We've got that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. One out of three Americans took money out of their 401k or IRA last year, thanks thanks no less to the pandemic, but also the programs that made you, um, that, that allowed you more access or removed some of the burdens and penalties to have an access. So if that's you, how do you catch back up? How do you get that money back into retirement? How do you get back on a good path sustainable path towards retirement, that long-term goal. We're hitting that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Go check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Search the Wise Money Show. Do me a favor and rate it there. We appreciate that. So a staggering number of people withdrew money from retirement. I remember talking about that, saying it's available now but don't do it just because you can, only do it if you should. Well, people did. Now there's less money in their retirement for that goal. How do you catch up? What What do you do? Go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, I, I think what you have to do is look at your retirement plan. Yes. Yep. Yes. Start by looking at your retirement plan. Because if you were overfunded for your retirement plan, maybe it was just a true up. Yep. And maybe your uh, the performance in your retirement plan last year made it so that it, it you're not as far behind as you might have been otherwise if you had a good investment plan. So again, we're talking about planning, retirement planning, investment planning, and look at your tax plan. What you know, what what accommodation have you made if you took the money out to pay taxes on versus a, a loan. So I would be looking at my entire financial plan, not just any one piece of it, 
and but really if you said what where's the most power right now it it's give me a b it starts with the budget mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get that budget whipped into shape because if i needed money last year but the crisis has been averted that's one thing but if i needed money last year and i burnt through the money i needed and now i still need money I have got to it, sit down right now. If you're listening to this and that's you, sit sit down right now. Make a T-chart. On one side, write need, and on one side, write want. And and go through everything that you spend money on and figure out what side of the category it's on and then fix that. Yeah. You know, the, the, the picture that's coming to my mind is kind of being on a long journey, maybe a road trip somewhere, and... This has happened to every one of us, right? You either hit some sort of traffic that grinds your progress to a halt and you're just stuck on a freeway somewhere, or maybe you get rerouted on some kind of detour and you're like, every mile I'm driving in the wrong direction here, I'm going to have to backtrack on some country road. What is this costing me in time? And thankfully, I mean, we have technology that helps us recalibrate and and pick a new route. And it even tells you, okay, what is your arrival time going to be now that that you've encountered this detour or whatever? And what, what you're describing, Kevin, is that you need to have that same thing in place in your financial life. You need to know, okay, how, how, what is this going to do to my arrival time for my retirement goal? How do I need to reroute this? Do we need to cut out that discretionary, you know, fun stop along the way or that that extra, um, you know, purchase that you were going to make just so that you can make up some ground and still hopefully arrive on on time. But that's what financial planning is all about, right? right? It's encountering things that just aren't going your way and recalibrating. It's finding a new path forward when the one that you were on just seems to be off track at, at times. And that's why you need a financial advisor to help you regroup and reassess. Maybe, maybe that I love the budget word, Kevin. Uh, this is your opportunity to maybe rethink how you're handling cash flow and start making some sacrifices along the way so that you don't experience as heavy of a sacrifice when you get to retirement. Uh, author and uh, financial author and, and speaker uh, Mitch Anthony uh, shared. I, I, He's said this before. I had an opportunity through a different podcast that I've been involved with to interview him uh, last year or so. And he, he's, he goes, it's a little play on words. It's a little bit of a stretch. But he says, financial planners, you don't pay your CFP to create the plan. You pay them to change the plan because life inevitably changes. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it's actually both. I mean, but the plan, what I've always struggled with, this financial plan sounds like a map. And you you just go here, you go here, you go here, and it's a static. It's a it's a picture of a of of immovable pieces. That's not life. That's not real financial planning. It's like that's like a crude joke because all of the landmarks are constantly changing. The mm-hmm. map, the terrain is always moving because your life is always changing. You're you're doing things. Things are being done to you. It's always adjusting, and so you build the roadmap. Oh, the roadmap. Okay, here's where you are. Here's where you need to be. These are the or the, here's where you want to be. Here are the things that you need to do to get on track. But then it's are you staying on track? Are you still on track? Are you still on track? Are you still on track? And each time you update and recalibrate like josh said you're going to be making tweaks this is one of those tweaks yeah and but here's what i think about i think about last year 
And some people say, hey, there was no detour. Are you kidding me? As a matter of fact, I was able to speed up a little bit mm-hmm. on uh, this life is a highway program. And, and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just tooling on down the road. Some people had a detour. But some people were like the guy in Milwaukee, and we're gonna we're gonna post a link in the show notes about he went he drove his truck, he got caught in some snow and slush and stuff. He was on the overpass, went over the edge, and dropped seventy feet. What? What? And he spoke from his hospital bed. No way. Just, survived. Huh? Just happened. So if you want to see the link, there's we'll link to it in the in the show notes down below. But this that's for you uh, YouTubers. But here's the thing: you might feel like I sped up last year. I had a, a a decent detour, or I'm in an industry that's been completely changed. Like my industry isn't even around anymore. Right. Seventy percent of small businesses have closed. So you might be you might be feeling this effect like no I didn't it wasn't a detour I went over a stinking overpass and dropped 70 feet like I need to completely rebuild we are here and you and your financial planner make sure they're certified is here to bring you hope because what you need to do is is grab all of your resources and all of your stuff and come and meet with your financial advisor and say hey can you help me figure out a plan to get back I need to get mended, and a lot of folks, especially if your car's gone off the overpass, it's not just a physical mending, it's an emotional, a mental mending. Like, I gotta get, I gotta feel safe to drive on the stinking highway again. Yeah. So, so, so drive very carefully to your certified financial planner's office. Yeah. Very carefully, really careful, and do Zoom, actually, if you'd prefer. Um, talk to your certified financial planner and go through the fi- I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna, we are gonna help you talk through those five factors again. All right, uh, because sometimes this actually reminds me of 2008. A lot of people came in. We believe it or not, believe it or not, you know, bear markets when the market drops, uh, you know, 20 percent. Some of them last longer than a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so wait, what are you talking about? You, they last longer than an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it it uh, it lasts. This I'm joking because this past one was the short, the briefest, but the it was shortest. It, it was the the fastest drop and the fastest recovery. Woo! Isn't that crazy? So anyway, but in 2008, people, it you know, it dropped and then it didn't come back for a while. And actually, it did. That was relatively quick, a couple of years, but. We were updating, you know, people would come into our office and say, I guess that retirement goal is out the window. And it's, no, okay, let's recalibrate with these five factors. You, you originally said you wanted to retire at 62. Oh, I don't need to do that anymore. I'll work till 64. Okay, great. You're back on track. Or, yeah, I, I thought I was going to spend six grand or I thought we were going to do a $10,000 vacation every year. If, this, if things don't turn around, that'll need to be, uh, you know, a, a $4,000 vacation every year. Great. That works. You're back on track. Work with your certified financial planner update and rebuild that financial plan and see what trade-offs, if any, need to be done. Now, on the flip side of that, what if you're still in crisis and need cash? We got that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you're still in financial crisis... And, um, and, and find yourself unemployed or, or struggling financially. What are your options to get cash? There was tremendous stimulus in different programs last year. Those are different. Those are gone in many cases. 
What are your options? We've got that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Uh, every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Check it out. Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it if you're not already a subscriber and turn on notifications so you're made available every week when we drop a new Wise Money Show and then all throughout the week as we post next wise step videos directed to help you take your next wise step. Okay, so um, it's it's like still a unbelievable number of people are still unemployed. Um, Now, now when we're recording this, I don't know when you're listening, when we're recording this, 20 20 million people currently collecting unemployment, approximately just under 1 million a week, new people still coming into that. And in total, in 2020, total is about 70 million people that collected unemployment at some point. Wow. That's un, that's incredible. That's a, that that's a lot of people. It's a yeah. lot of people. And so even though you might hear us say, I don't know where all the stimulus money's coming from. I, I like the, we we have a huge problem. This is very the the capital markets are very bizarre right now and it could you know, it could make you lose lose faith in the entire system. And yet you also would say, man, there is just the economy is in rough, rough shape. There's going to be scarring. So if you're still scarred, if if it's if it's still a wound right now, and the wound is still growing, what are your options? Where do you get cash? I so I will always start with saying, go talk to your certified financial planner and and get help because you may not want to soldier this road alone. Yeah. Um, but I, here's before you go and get cash, I would I would still make the T-chart and say, is it a need or a want? And then as you're looking at your budget, and if you need help, get some help. But as you're looking at your budget, you I want you to ask, do I have an income or an expense problem? And if I have an expense problem, I mean, now's a time like never before that you can, you know, um, there's another uh, guy on the radio uh, who talks about financial stuff, and he just talks about, well, sell it. You, you know, you're in this car, you should sell it and get a different one. You can, you can sell stuff. It's unbelievable what you can sell right now. <laughs> yeah, the avenues yeah. that the what's available to you to to post things and sell things. Oh now, my it's word! Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> and 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 again, I'm not a proponent of the kind of censorship that we've seen from Facebook, but. Uh, Facebook Marketplace, you can sell anything there yeah. or Craigslist or go right on down the line. It used to be when I was growing up, you put you take a little classified ad out in the newspaper. Now, anyone can see your stuff. I, I, I sold some tires um, that have been collecting dust in my garage for three years. A guy from Detroit came over and bought them. Yeah, wow. we actually I, I had had no experience with um, Facebook Marketplace, but my wife we were trying to clean out our basement during these winter months just to free up some space and purge our life a little bit. And we sold a bunch of pieces of furniture that were just sitting in storage for forever. <laughs> and someone bought them with the intention of kind of restoring this furniture and making a profit. So, you know, they've kind of created a little side hustle. And, um, you know, he, he kind of hinted that things were kind of tight for them financially and they were just trying to make ends meet. 
And so, you know, here we are, we got a little bit of cash, really mostly we were thankful that he was just taking it off our hands Mm -hmm. and now he's going to make some money on this. Mm -hmm. Um, I I love that. Like I, I wanted to, I don't know, jump up and down and hug the guy just because he he's taking a tough situation and, you know, doing something productive with it. So, and, and doing what he can. We sold, we had an inversion table, the one where you put your, your feet in and then you go upside down. Oh yeah. And uh, it, it took up an inordinate amount of space. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we just have to get rid of this. And um, just for the fun of it, I I put it, I, I, I said, okay, I want to figure out how this technology works. So I figured out how to use Facebook Marketplace. And it was sold in a day, in a day. Yeah. And I, to a guy that goes to church with me. Oh, crazy. And I thought, I had no idea this guy wanted an inversion table. And the, and the guy, I don't think like how, how normally it, comes up in conversation. Especially over Zoom. Hey, do you have any you have an inversion <laughs> table? Hey guys. Hey, Just ask the guy. Yeah. But so here's the thing. So so yes, the, if you if you have a need for cash because you are still in crisis and and this economic situation is still very personal to you, the very first thing before you go grab the cash is quantify what you need, and that is doing the budget. And, and then looking at every possible way to solve that problem, which is not just, well, I'll pull it out of my 401k. Yeah, I mean, see about selling stuff. See about making some deep cuts. I mean, these are unprecedented times. They call for unprecedented measures, right? So one last life hack, and I, it feels like a little distraction, but it, it, it's so worth it. If you go to your basement and you have exercise equipment right now that you haven't used in three mm-hmm. years, there is a there is a hot market for exercise equipment. Yep. And the last time both my boys were home, I said, "Look, you guys, this all this all these weights are taking up all this space. Just get rid of it." Well, that was in it was it was in the end of nineteen, beginning of twenty. So we got rid of all of our weights and everything <laughs> else. And then the the thing hit. All the gyms were closed down, so we had to go over to the fish bars to use their <laughs> exercise equipment in their basement, which they actually use. Um, but there is seriously, if you've got a basement full of exercise stuff, especially weights and barbells and stuff, you're not using, sell it right now. So, so you got to update the budget. You got to see what, uh, life hacks or anything else you can do to, to get access to money. And through that whole process, again, you got to start by working with your certified financial planner, but once you've clarified the budget, once you've sold everything that you can and cut the budget down and, and all of that, then if there's still a need working with your certified financial planner, because to see what accounts, what investment resources are available that are preferred, you know, what prioritize where you would get your dollars from, your CFP can help you with that. Yeah, you know, this time of year, we have kind of a special opportunity to maybe tap into some resources that have been out of your reach for an entire year. And that could be in the form of tax refund dollars. Mm. You know, uh, many people, they're just in the habit of almost treating Uncle Sam as a savings account where they're paying in more than is even necessary throughout the year in hopes of getting a fun big refund that they can splurge with or or maybe even set aside for some real important needs throughout the year. Well, maybe you can't be waiting that long and and maybe you need to get a little bit more precise in your tax planning so that you're not over withholding throughout the year and building up 
an IOU from the government right. where they're sitting on your cash and you don't have the control over it or the availability to, to deal with a crisis in the short term. Okay, so so it, I'm still making this list, and I know we're sort of popcorning, so I'm trying to uh, let me try to organize it for you. Um, talk to your certified financial planner. Get their help through all of this, okay? The very first step will likely be updating the budget, making that T-chart. What's a need? What's a want? Anything that's a want must go. Any needs? What can you adjust? What can you tweak? Um, that helps you quantify what cat what the cash need is sell everything sell 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 try to come up with the cash any particular way if you can't and or if there's still a need working with your certified financial planner to see what your investment accounts prioritize which accounts you would draw money from next or in addition you'd also look can we adjust our tax withholdings or make any changes there to free up i mean they're doing some crazy things with child tax credits and all of that to get access to money so uh, so looking at that and then and then lastly also evaluating what loan options might be available equity home equity line of credit the 401k type loan those you've got to explore your loan options as well your cfp is going to help you with all of that We've got questions from fans of the show. That more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Should you buy Bitcoin? Should you invest in Bitcoin? I, I, I mean, that's that's like this. That's all the rage right now. And you've got to a- answer that question. We're going to answer that. Uh, fan of the show posted that question. We've got several others. We're going to hit that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content online, wisemoneyshow.com. And then Wherever you're at on social media, we are there as well. Just search The Wise Money Show. Ken is a fan of the show. He follows us uh, on Facebook and on on the YouTube channel as Wherever well. Wherever we can be found. That's right. <laughs> and post and shared a question just recently. Should I invest in Bitcoin? I, I mean, have we talked about Bitcoin yet? Is it really is it really March of 2021? We haven't even talked about Bitcoin yet. It needs its own show, doesn't it? It, it probably will. It will have lots of shows, I'm assuming, about about Bitcoin. So, okay, guys, should I invest in Bitcoin? So I actually fielded the question real time, mm-hmm. and I've I've thought about it. And here's here's what I would tell you. Um, because really, I'm not sure that's the question. It might be, should I speculate in Bitcoin? That's a better phrase, isn't it? More accurate. Right. Because the because I would answer that question with a series of questions. Do you know what 256-bit encryption is? Do you know the difference between a public key and a private key? Do you know what cold storage is? And I, I would go on down the line and talk about these ideas uh, do you, talk to me about blockchain. What do you know and understand about blockchain? What do you understand about a central bank digital currency? China's already got one. China's China is got a pretty decent jump on the U.S. with this this whole thing. Um, what's Wyoming doing? How is Wyoming a leader in the cryptocurrency space? And and their 
uh, non-FDIC and chartered banks and what they're doing. So there is so much to this question. Mm -hmm. And it's tempting because there are headlines. We call it um, financial uh, sugar candy, let's just say. Yeah. Um, Because it doesn't – it just gives you a little high and then it goes away and you crash. So I would be very careful. If you wanted to get into Bitcoin, the very best time was – last year when it was at 3,800, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. when it's at 48,000. Yeah. So, but that hasn't slowed yeah. Elon and the three musketeers down. Uh, it, they, they put, what, 1.5 billion in Bitcoin. Uh, and it, coincidentally, they also had 1.5 billion in government subsidies for energy uh, efficiency, which is, so they basically took taxpayer money and put it in Bitcoin for their profit, which not to be, not to be cynical, but that's essentially what what they did yeah. there. So, yeah. so how do you blow a bubble, right? That's exactly how you do it. Yeah. That now this is an asset bubble. You're thinking of chewing gum. No, this is an asset bubble. That's how you blow an asset bubble. That's a different show. So, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> for a different channel as well. I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is it is speculation, and yet at the same time, um, as my understanding is still in infancy stage of all of that. I mean, at some point, we're all going to have to learn about blockchain and all of this stuff that Kevin shared. So you might, as 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 I have done, I would suggest maybe you start that that pursuit that uh, of knowledge now and start reading up and so on. Uh, but I would get the order right. I would start learning before you start buying. I wouldn't start buying and then eventually try to learn about it because it is very much speculative. I mean, Bitcoin has a has a variation. I mean, it, it it's it's extremely volatile, extremely mm-hmm. volatile up and down. That is not for the average investor simply because there's so much speculation. And yet, and yet, everything you mentioned, Kevin, with what Wyoming's doing, with what um, China's doing, I personally think there will be some sort of digital currency by central banks at some point. But the infrastructure already in place with Bitcoin. It, it might be here to stay, and therefore it might have lasting value and lasting change. I don't know. I don't start Start your homework, start your research, and um, it very well could could make sense to hold some within your portfolio very much. Very much. I actually fielded this uh, exact question from a, a new client, new friend, really. And um, the, the basic gist of my response was I, I talked about speculation and do you understand the crosswinds that will drive this price up or down and, and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the principle that I pointed to is one that Warren Buffett has famously said many times over and over that you should never invest in something that you don't understand. And that's really what your line of questioning would reveal to, to the person who originated this, this listener question. If you don't understand it, then you need to steer clear of it until you do. And uh, otherwise, you really are just gambling. You're just betting that it's going to go up for some strange reason, and you hope to be the beneficiary of that. Ultimately, when I gave my response, this particular client replied and said, almost in relief, yeah, it would have been too stressful for me anyway. And so it just didn't even really fit with his approach to investing and what he wanted to give his thoughts to throughout the day. And uh, so so in many ways, this needs to be appropriate for your overall game plan and something that you understand 
most people, it's too early for them to be able to claim either one of those. And if you can jump on it, or if you can jump on the understanding early, find an attractive price and buy it, you might be early and therefore reap some rewards. Um, but it's we just don't know. I mean, there's 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 a chance. There's a chance that the Federal Reserve creates its own digital currency, rendering all cryptos valueless. Now, I think Bitcoin has enough in- infrastructure that probably won't happen to Bitcoin, I, but we just don't know. But then you've got the offshoots. Now, Ken didn't ask about dog e-coin um, or some of these others. I, I'm I'm pretty sure dog e-coin was just created as a meme, as a joke. And then someone said in their parents' basement, oh, I'll actually just build it. And now it's got you know, it's got trading value yeah. that's significant. Also pronounced as Dogecoin for those of you in Rio and Yeah. So okay. So 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 there there's your there's your primer on crypto. We'll do full shows on it as well. I, I hopefully hopefully that helps. Thanks thanks Ken. Hey George, I'm finally gonna get to your question. George reached out uh, right around the beginning of the year. I'm sorry, but listen, as I've told you, you reach out with a question. We're gonna get back to you. We're gonna put it in a queue and it'll hit on the program. Um, in the future. So George reached out with a question following one of the videos that we created, an XY Step video about uh, what you, basically the five-year rule for the Roth. So he said, uh, we've talked about the, the Roth IRA five-year rule. I have a 401k, both traditional and Roth, and only contribute to the Roth and have been for the past five years. The question I have is about opening a Roth IRA and putting $50 in it, like Mike recommended, I am Mike, in order to start the five-year clock. My annual income is about 300000 contribute 10% annually, and that includes sort of the after-tax backdoor 401k. So basically, the, the what George is saying is in order to draw money out of a Roth IRA tax-free, you think, well, I've got to be 59 and a half. Well, that's the rule that everyone talks about. But you also have to have had a Roth IRA for five years. Why do they have that rule? makes no sense yeah it it (laughs) makes no sense but is it do i have to have this roth for five years no just cumulatively a roth a roth and a roth 401k does not count so everyone funding these roth 401ks you then build that up you retire you roll that to a roth ira and start pulling the money out not tax-free because you had a roth 401k for five years but not a roth ira so you got to start that clock so yeah george putting 50 50 bucks in but you make you make three hundred thousand. You can't. You can't do it. So how do you do it? Just convert. Convert fifty dollars. No, no. Just convert fifty dollars. Right. You just need to get this IRA clock going. Should you convert when you're making three hundred thousand dollars? Probably not a lot. Work with your certified financial planner. See if it makes sense. But probably not. But could you at least convert a tiny bit? I'd be willing to pay tax on $50 or $100 just to have money in a Roth IRA. Yeah, nothing says you can't do that. If you don't have an IRA, then you can do what Josh is talking about, the backdoor Roth. But that's what I told George is, dude, just convert 50 bucks. So, right. So, and where are the landmines? So this is where it, it it's all simple until you start doing it, and then it gets fairly complicated. So... <laughs> Because the trick is, if I just convert fifty bucks and I am working with a company 
that has a custodial fee of forty dollars a year, <laughs> um, you just they just ate your shorts. Yeah. So you you have to be careful about what you're doing and how you're doing. You want a wise guide, a Sherpa, if you will. And then we are a jargon-free zone, and I I feel like my ears are kind of bleeding right now from all the jargon that I just heard. So there's it. So if you're feeling the same way. Make again, make sure you're working with your certified financial planner. But there is with a Roth IRA, the beauty of a Roth IRA is that if you've got earned income, you can contribute to a Roth IRA. That's one way to get money into it. Another way is to take uh, pre tax money in a, a different retirement fund, whether it's an IRA, 401k, whatever, and convert from IRA to Roth IRA. And you can even do it, most plans allow an in plan conversion yep. from. Uh, from just pre-tax money to post-tax money. But that doesn't get your Roth IRA five-year clock ticking, though. Correct. Right? So so that's the whole point, I think, that George is, is getting at here is I already have a Roth 401k at work. I've been building up uh, some savings there for retirement, but I don't have the Roth started yet. And this is just a creative way to at least get something into a Roth IRA so you start getting credit for those years of having it open. So George reached back out to me and said, actually, I don't have an IRA already. Okay. So funding the backdoor Roth, $50, $100, right. You, yeah, if there's a fee by that by that custodian or where that account is held, you need to be very aware of that. That will influence how much you should put in there. But um, And so the idea for him was you make too much to fund a Roth IRA directly, but there is no income limit on funding an IRA. You, there is a deductibility limit based on your income, but if if you're making three hundred thousand dollars, you can put a hundred dollars into an IRA. You just can't deduct it, and then you can convert that hundred dollars into into the Roth. And um, yeah, so so I mean, there are some create. Basically, the moral of the story is there is a five year rule trap. With 401k, with Roth 401ks, and even with a Roth IRA and Roth conversions, work with a Sherpa. Work with a certified financial planner, and there are creative ways to consider starting that five-year clock. And the moral right of the story is: if your income is 300 grand a year, make sure you're putting 19.5 or 26,000 into your 401k, and make sure you're also funding an IRA of some sort outside of that that you can put six or seven thousand into so if you're making that kind of jack make sure you're fully funding these buckets because there are great tax reasons down the road thanks for the questions guys that's all the time we have for today on behalf of josh gregory kevin corhorn myself and all of us at kfg have a great weekend we'll see you next saturday for wise money with corhorn financial group Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.